Good morning everyone. I thought it'd be good if we could start off by having a quick recap on what we've already been looking at over the past three weeks. And those of you who can, who've got good memories will know that we've been looking at the names of God. This is how God's name would have appeared in the ancient Hebrew. And you'll notice there's no vowels because there were no vowels shown in the written language. So um, people had to guess at, uh, in later life, they had to guess what the vowels might have been. Now, um, the Jews themselves, this is another complication, were not allowed to say the name of God. So they came up with another name for God, Adonai, which means the Lord. And if you look at your Old Testament, where it's talking about God, it, it's translated the Lord in capital letters. So Lord is always in capitals. Now, people have tried to sort of fill in the gaps. And the best guess is that that's what the name would have looked like, Yahweh. And that's how we pronounce it. But we don't know if that's the way in the original Hebrew. When the um, Bible was translated into Latin, um, the translators put the word in Jehovah, but it's, that, that isn't an official name of God, but that's how it was translated. And that's something that's probably quite familiar to us. So the key thing to remember is that we're looking at the name of God, the Lord. Now, YHWH is a covenant name of God. It's a covenant between the Jews and God. And you'll remember the story of Moses. Uh, you might want to write the reference down and look at it later. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Moses is in the desert talking to God who was in the burning bush. And God was telling him to go to um, Pharaoh and ask for the Israelites to be released. And so Moses said, well, who shall I say has sent me? And God said, I am who I am, Yahweh. I am who I am. This is what you're to say to the Israelites and to Pharaoh, I am has sent me to you. And that would have meant a lot to the Israelites because they knew the name of God. There are many, many names of God in the um, Bible. In fact, someone has calculated over a thousand different names for God, and we're only looking at five of them. We've looked at Jehovah Elohim, the Mighty One, Jehovah Shalom, who is peace, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, and you're going to be looking at the Lord, um, the Lord who heals next week, Jehovah Rophi. Now, it's quite an interesting little thing, and I, I hope you'll bear with me on this one. It's interesting to look at, at the name I am, because Jesus used the word I am quite a lot um, in the New Testament. And that would have meant a lot to the Jews, because I am is very significant. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and all the other I ams, it, that was really quite important. He said, I am the true vine, I am the way and the truth and the life, I'm the bread of life, I am the gate, I'm the resurrection, and I am the good shepherd. We're looking today at Jehovah Rohi, which means God the shepherd. Ross has already read Psalm 23 to you, and uh, one of the questions I've got is if, if God is our shepherd, if that's what we're saying, if we're saying the Lord is my shepherd, what does that make us? Well, I'll give you a little clue. This is my little friend from Wales, um, and it's a sheep, of course. And I just wonder if um, you know much about sheep. Well, sheep were domesticated around 10,000 years ago, and they were domesticated for their meat, for their wool, for their milk, and for their hides. And you may have, you may have had a sample of 
of any of those, I don't know. Now what do we see in a field when we see sheep? We see them running away or running off to get in a group in the corner of the field. And um, you can very easily think that sheep are pretty stupid because they don't seem to have any, any clear um, understanding of what they're doing and they're so scared they just run away. But in fact, um, sheep are quite intelligent and I understand that they have very good hearing, good sense of smell and very good eyesight. If you look at a sheep's head, you'll see its eyes are on the side of its head. It, it doesn't need to turn its head to see what's behind it. It can see all the way, all the way around, 180 degrees almost. But it's important to remember that it can recognise sounds. So here in England, if you see a farmer going into a field with uh, his tractor with food on it for the sheep, all the sheep will come running because they, they recognise what the farmer is doing. But they also recognise the human voice as well. Now, one of the problems for the sheep is its, pre is its prey. It is prey. It's not, it has no defence mechanism. It doesn't have um, sharp teeth or claws. All it can do is run into a group. It's not even a very fast runner. And it, it can, it, it'll just flock together when there's danger. And they tend to follow the leader. So sheep need watching and shepherding. Here in the UK, we've got all our fields, our, our hedges and that sort of thing. So we don't need to have a shepherd living with the sheep all the time. But if you go to Africa or the Middle East or other countries of the world, you'll see the sheep out in the, in the open air. Uh, and very often there'll be a little boy with a stick sitting there with the sheep looking after them. And so for you guys who are younger, um, that would have been your job. It would, it would be your job today if you were living in Africa in many of the, many of the countries that, that um, we know so well. Sheep need watching and shepherding. And here in the UK even, they still actually need care because there's all sorts of problems that sheep can have. Um, one of the things to remember, um, thinking about the reading we just we just had is that King David um, who said the Lord is my shepherd he knew all about sheep before he became king he was a shepherd boy out in the fields looking after the sheep now at night um, even today in Africa and the Middle East at night the sheep are brought into a compound and they're all put in together so um, we'll find out what happens about that later on so Psalm 23 it says Yahweh or or Jehovah or Adonai, Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So one of the things when you see an attribute of God, like the shepherd, you need to ask God, what is it that you want to show me as my shepherd? What, what attribute could I learn from? What does it mean? Well, I've got four little things here that, that will explain what I'm, under, what, what I'm trying to say. First of all, if you look at verse 1 and 2 of Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. God, our shepherd, provides for us. David was able to say, I lack nothing, nothing at all. And in fact, the shepherd makes me lie down. Sometimes we do need to lie down, we do need to rest instead of running all over the place. We need to sit and concentrate and meditate on God. And we read here that the shepherd takes his sheep into green pastures. He knows what their daily needs are. And we can trust God for that. So God provides as the shepherd, but also as the shepherd, he protects. In verse 2, we read, he leads me beside still waters. I don't know if you've ever thought about the still bit. 
but um, sheep can swim but if they go into fast water the fast water can very easily knock them off their feet and very soon their wool will get waterlogged and they'll drown so the shepherd would find still water for them a pond or a lake or a, or a very slow moving river and there the sheep would be safe verse 4 says i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and staff comfort me now the shepherd's staff had a hook on the end of it, still does today, and the shepherd would use that to kind of hook the sheep back into the flock again if they were straying or hook them back from a dangerous place. And in his other hand, he carried a rod, which was like a club. So if a, an enemy came, like a, a wolf or a lion or a bear, as happened in David's time, he could actually smash them with the rod so he could protect them like that. So the poor old sheep, all they can do is run and get into a group. I have seen um, the results of foxes here in the UK um, attacking little lambs. The first thing the fox will do is chew their ears off and then try and kill them. And I've been in Mongolia where there are still wolves today and uh, someone that I visited showed me right outside his little felt um, gear or yurt tent showed me where the wolves had tried to get in to the little little compound that where he had his sheep just that last night before I got there. So it's a very real thing and so and we need protection too. There's lots of things out there that are trying to destroy us or take us away from God or cause us problems. You don't need me to spell them out because you know what they are. We've got the internet, we've got we've got bullying, we've got all sorts of things going on around us. We've even got COVID-19. All of these things are trying to harm us in one way or another but God can protect us now another great thing that God does is he cares for us as the shepherd in verse 5 we read he prepares a table and it goes on to talk about surrounded by my enemies so God can take care of us and feed us even when our enemies are around us trying to attack us and if we do get into problems verse 5 also says he anoints my head with oil. And the shepherd always carried oil with him to kind of put on the scratches and the, and, and the, bad, and the bad wounds that the sheep might have had. And so the shepherd cares for the sheep in every possible way. Matthew 12, verse 11, um, Jesus said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? A very real problem that sheep have here in the UK and in other parts of the world is that if they get into a little ditch or a little hollow and lose their balance and roll onto their backs, they can't get back up again. Their little legs can be flapping around in the air, but they won't be able to get themselves back up again. So if ever you see a sheep um, on its back with its legs in the air in a little hollow or something, go across. It may be that you getting close to it will frighten it so much you'll be able to flip itself around and run away. But if it doesn't, roll it over onto its, onto its uh, stomach and it will get up and then run off. So that's something that, that we can do in a practical way to help sheep. Um, Matthew 18, verse 12 to 14. Jesus said, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little children 
should perish. What do I learn from that? Well, first thing I learned, the main thing I learned is that God is looking for his lost sheep. And all of us have been lost at some time. And many of us have put our trust in God. We have joined his flock. We have trusted him as our shepherd and we've stayed with him. But occasionally people will wander away and God is, God is not just going to ignore us. He's going to go after us and look, up and look for us. We can still choose not to be found. We can still choose not to go back and join the flock again. But God is there. He's looking for us. He doesn't give up on us ever. So God provides as our shepherd. He protects. He cares. And the last one is God leads. In verses 2 and 3, we read that he leads beside still waters and he guides us on the, on, the, on the right path. In John chapter 10 verse 3, Jesus said the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, that's the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, there are several flocks would be inside that compound. The gatekeeper, <coughs> the gatekeeper in the morning would open up the gate the shepherds would come in and each one would call for his sheep and all the sheep that recognized his voice would follow him out into the green pastures and the still water. So all the sheep were mixed up, but they recognized their shepherd's voice. Occasionally sheep would get lost as we just read. Uh, and the great news is the shepherd goes off after them, looking for them. Now, I don't know, how many of you have got GPS in your cars? I've, I got a car a year or so ago that's got GPS in it. I don't know what, you've, what it's been like when you've been driving around with your parents and they've been trying to follow something on GPS. It's very easy to miss a turning and you go past that turning and the GPS immediately says, turn around, go back, make a U-turn, you've gone the wrong way. Or if you've gone too far past that place, it will tell you to go another route to get to the same destination. When I was a pilot um, with MAF many years ago in Africa, I, I never ever used GPS, we didn't have it. But these days, all of our aircraft have got GPS and it makes life so much easier. But I had a map, it's the same sort of idea, I had to follow that map. If I chose to ignore the map, I would get myself lost. So God wants to provide for us, he wants to protect us, he wants to care for us and he wants to lead us. Today, there are plenty of shepherds around, plenty of people who want to lead you, plenty of things that want to take you away from God. And the key thing for you to remember is that if God's not leading you, if God is not your shepherd, then you're following someone else. The Bible makes it very clear. It says, those who are not for me are against me. There's no middle way. You're either for God or against him. You're either following God as your shepherd or you're not. You're following someone else. <clears throat> Isaiah 53 verse 6 makes it very, very clear. He's, it, it, uh, Isaiah says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Jehovah Rohi has made a way for us to return to him. You know the story well, how Jesus came to this earth and took the punishment that we were due to have for our sins. And what is our sin? Our sin is rejecting God and putting ourselves first or putting other things first. And God is looking for us. He wants us to come back to himself. So as I close, how do we respond to Jehovah Rohi? 
Well, first of all, you can say with, you can say with David, I thank you, God, that the Lord is my shepherd. As David said in verse one of Psalm 23. That if not, if you can't say that, who is your shepherd? Who are you following? And what you can say to God today is, I'm really sorry that I've been following other shepherds, but today I want you to be my shepherd. It may be that you started out following God and you're only here today because your parents have forced you to. Um, you're, you're not really interested in Christian things anymore, but maybe you've realized for the first time that God is actually still interested in you. He still wants you to follow him. And that is the best way because of all the rewards that God is giving to us. Um, so what you, could, what you could say to God is, I'm sorry I've wandered away, but today I want you to be my shepherd again. Now, if you're struggling in your Christian life, read Psalm 23. It's such a good one to hang on to because there are so many little things in those verses which tell us what God is trying to do for us. And he's with us in every situation. He loves us. He wants us to follow him. He's got our backs. And I haven't read out verse 6 yet, but it's a, it's a lovely way to end. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the reward for, for following the shepherd. We don't have to be um, sheep wandering all over the place. We need to be sheep following God. And the reward is that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And while I'm here in this earth, God's goodness and mercy will follow me, even though things can be difficult.